0: Welcome to Five Things About. I'm Chris Hatzis. Five Things About is for you and your inner curious cat, the part of you that just loves to know what others know about inventions, ideas, people, and places. Today we look at five things about fakes and forgeries. What are some of the myths and misconceptions that Hollywood creates when it comes to art heists and forgery? Who are some of the most celebrated forgers and how do they do it? Did Michelangelo also make fakes? In this episode, an excitable Dr Andy Hallvath chats with art history PhD candidate Felicity Strong about the art of the fake, or fake art. We'll let her sort out the semantics.
1: Felicity, how prevalent are fakes and forgeries in art museums? That's a really interesting question because we don't really know.
2: So the thing about forgeries is the ones that we know about are the artworks that someone's asked a question about and looked into more closely, whereas it's possible that there are many forgeries out there that no one's ever
1: uncovered before. So is it possible that every museum has a fake and a forgery in its collection but they don't even know?
2: Sure, it's entirely possible. The collections of museums and galleries are quite vast. They've got thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of objects and a lot of them sit in storage and you might not have enough time to look at them. Some museums and galleries actually purposefully collect copies because they're used for educational tools and some of them even collect forgeries because they're interesting to learn from.
1: Is there such a thing as a half-fake, like it was started by Leonardo but it was finished by a student?
2: I guess it comes down to definition, what you're interested in, in authenticity and originality. Some people might even claim that a work that's been restored by a conservator might be partly inauthentic because someone else's hand has gone into it.
1: Tell us more about this notion of authenticity. Tease it out for us. Well,
2: it's an interesting question and I often ask people, why do you care if if this is by Picasso? What is it that is exciting you about it? Because more often than not, it's the idea that you can see the hand of the master. But it really opens up a lot of questions. People might buy a print of a Picasso. Is that the same? Are they still getting the same feeling off it? So it really comes to bigger questions about why we value what we value about art.
1: When we come to appreciate artworks, are we appreciating them for their aesthetic value or because they are the genuine article? After all, some people pay good money for their artworks.
2: And that's kind of what it comes down to. It's an individual appreciation. Some people are happy to have a copy on the wall and it doesn't matter to them. But if you spent a million dollars on a painting that you think is genuine and it turns out to be fake, and that's where the problem is. And that's where it intersects with crime, with criminal deception, and that's how it ends up in court.
1: Tell us about a case study of a fake that was found out and how did they find out it was a fake? Probably the most famous
2: case is Han van Meegeren, the Dutch art forger. He was famous for duping the Nazis during the Second World War. He wound up in jail. The Allies picked him up for being a Nazi collaborator because he'd sold some of his fake Vermeers to the Nazis and he proved himself to be innocent of the charges by painting a fake Vermeer from his jail cell. He was found out when they looked into the surface of the canvas and discovered that there was Bakelite, which is a modern plastic resin, and he'd been using that to harden the canvas so it would crackle like an old canvas. The other famous one is Michelangelo, who you wouldn't normally associate with forgeries. There's a story that was in Vasari's Life of the Artist, and he suggests that Michelangelo buried a sculpture that he had made to make it look older than it was, and so he could get more money for it.
1: Look, this begs the question, other than money, what on earth makes people make these fakes? You're never really going to know the motivations of the
2: forgers. In art forgery, there's a lot of things about fame. There's a lot of mythology that goes around. So the art forger might be a talented artist. They might be frustrated that they're not able to make any money or they're not getting the fame that they wanted as an artist. So they might pretend that they're Picasso or Miro and then they get the fame and the fortune that they
1: otherwise wouldn't get. When people find out you've just done your PhD on fakes and forgeries, what's the most common question you get asked?
2: Well, there's two statements that I get. One, someone says, ''Oh, I saw this really interesting TV program about an art theft.'' And that was something that I explored in my thesis because a lot of people put art theft and forgery together, whereas in real life it's almost never the case that a forgery is used in an art theft. And the second thing is people say, ''Oh, great, so you're going to be an art fraud detective.'' And that's where I then have to explain that actually that's quite a difficult career to have. You need to be an expert in the original artist in order to understand the fake rather than being an expert in the fake.
1: You mentioned the connection between theft and forgery. Can you explain that?
2: I think it comes from Hollywood movies that tend to be quite popular. So The Thomas Crown Affair, even Mr Bean, uh, remakes of a 1960s movie, Gambit, they all depict art theft where someone's created a forgery and switched it out. So in real life, when I looked at it in my thesis, I could only find maybe five examples of that ever happening. So it's quite rare. Art thefts tend to be your normal kind of criminals. And then to be an art forger, you need to have some kind of artistic talent
1: How do we detect fakes? Is it just the human eye or is there technology that can help us? There's definitely technology that can help
2: us, but there's a perception out there that it's very simple, that you take a painting into a lab and you wave a microscope over it and suddenly you know, yep, that's a fake. And in reality, that's not how it works. You get question marks that come up. And the other problem that you have is you need to understand how the original artist worked. You need to have a bank of their paints and their canvases and their style, and then you test against it. And more often than not, you don't have that available to you.
1: On that note of fakes we love, and I've had a Monet on my wall, which is just a print, tell us about situations where we celebrate the fake. Well, there's cases
2: of art forgers that have become popular as artists in themselves. So Han van Meegeren, the Dutch artist, he's now famous for being a forger and there are a number of living forgers who've gone to jail and then come back out and become famous for painting their own genuine forgeries.
1: Besides artworks, are there other things that are often faked?
2: Look, a lot of people ask me what is very commonly faked and anything that's got monetary value attached to it And that people can make are faked. I have mentioned paintings a lot, drawings, even prints. People might reprint something multiple times outside its edition. Then you get into design, and a lot of things are
1: reproduced. So that retro furniture you're sitting on next to your fake Eve Stentler on handbag is totally in sync with how we love our designers.
2: Well, that's right. For many people, it's it's an affordable way to to enjoy it. What we get that's slightly different to art forgery is it starts to infringe on copyright and intellectual property law. So it's a little bit different, but it's still the same concept.
1: Has there ever been an exhibition of fakes? Actually there's
2: been over 100 exhibitions worldwide showing fakes but we've never had one in Australia so that's one of the reasons that I was interested in it. There was a famous one at the British Museum in 1990 which was a very scholarly and serious exhibition And that included everything from coins to pottery to design to paintings, whereas in America there's been an interesting touring exhibition recently that focused on five famous art forges and people really enjoyed that exhibition and I went and visited it in Florida and the final room actually had a real or fake room and you could guess which was real and which was fake.
1: So how good were you as an amateur detective? Did you guess the fakes?
2: I like to say I guessed the fakes. Some of them were trick questions, so it was two fakes against each other, which I thought was a a bit cheeky. And there was an exhibition in Bath where they inserted a fake by British art forger John Myatt, and they had a competition to guess which one out of the permanent collection was the fake, and I got that. That was quite obvious.
1: Yeah, but you're experienced.
0: (laughs) That was five things about fakes and forgeries. Producers were Claudia Hooper, Dr. Andy Horvath and Felicity Strong. Editing by Arch Cuthbertson, Claudia Hooper and Felicity Strong. Audio engineering by me, Chris Hatzis. You've heard about the art world. What about comics? Have a listen to five things about the cultural impact of comics for more insights into pop culture, art, society and history. Or nip over to our big sister podcast eavesdrop on experts for more. I'm Chris Hatzis. Join us again next time for another 5 Things About.